Bros. This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have one pop figure to talk <laughs> about in Adventures in Hunting. Uh, zero Blu-rays, because nothing new is coming out. Nope. Yeah, this time... Eventually. Yeah, this time in American history, freaking blows. <laughs> um... And this week's sneak peeks, we got a few new things to talk about. A uh, couple of Disney Plus shows and one video game that we are super freaking pumped for. Um, nothing in what's in the box because... I COVID. wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> and then for our main event of the evening, we are going to be breaking down Knives Out. So, with that, let's freaking get into it. Let's do it. Hey everyone, you found our new podcast called Exploring Kodawari. I'm Luke, I'm a classical trumpet player, and sitting here next to my fiance, Yanka. Hi, I'm Yanka, I'm a classical violinist. She's pretty good too. Um, I think I'm probably going to put your playing in the background of this. Very exciting. You're our intro music. <laughs> Very exciting. You're going to be okay. famous. <laughs> um, so this this uh, podcast is going to be exploring this word Kodawari. I think we were all pretty bored during COVID-19 and we wanted something to help us focus on the staying on the path, developing, learning new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to dedicate a podcast towards exploring Kodawari in the world. Which means um, pursuing a perfection in a craft that we can't really achieve or arrive basically into that perfection it's one of those japanese concept words that means a whole paragraph of meaning it's hard to define very succinctly but it basically means pursuing the ideal all the while knowing you can't get there so we want to interview people we want to do various topics and just kind of explore this motivational energy in the world so we hope you'll join us and subscribe check out our website exploringkodawari.blog we have articles up there and all sorts of things and we hope you'll listen yes bye bye Okay, first up in Adventures in Hunting, uh, pop figures. We have one new pop figure that we're going to talk about, and this is a bit of a doozy. It is. It is the 18-inch Baby Groot from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, This is up for pre-order right now. I think you can get it on Entertainment Earth as well as I think Amazon has it for pre-order too. And the price... Is ridiculous. Um, yeah, the price is uh, ninety nine ninety nine. Dude, wasn't the freaking Batman cheaper? Wasn't he? No, Batman was the same price. Was he? I Uh thought he was eighty nine. I might have been. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe they. Regardless, it's freaking ridiculous. Maybe they upcharged it. Well, I'm wondering if it was ninety bucks and then like ten dollars for shipping because Entertainment Earth is free shipping. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, i don't even know what i would do with an 18 inch baby group i don't either and what i know that's bigger than life size it is if yeah. you think about it yeah because yeah life size is a uh 
what is it, 10, what are the $30 ones? Six inch? 10 inch. 10 inch, sorry. Yeah, the the six inches are 15 bucks. Yeah. Typically. Okay, it's crazy to think. Okay, so a 10 inch is 30 bucks, but an 18 inch is $100? Is that a, a huge spike? Yeah, that is a huge spike. When it's just a so couple more inches? So if you think about it, $30 for 10 inches, so if it's... If it's so, that's about what three dollars per inch. Yeah, yeah. yeah so if we so. do if we do that math, which I'm not going to do in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh come so, on! Yeah, then it technically should be fifty four dollars, fifty five if you want to round up. Yeah, but and so we'll say sixty if you want to make a profit. Ninety nine dollars. That must be pure freaking plastic. Yeah. And the thing I hate about the 18-inch size ones, there's no window. Yeah, what kind of horse shit is that? I hate that. You can't even display it? No, huh? You have to display it out of the box. Dude, I feel like, what if they know, like, they say, are you going to keep this in box? And they're just like, yes, I'm going to keep this in box. And then they just send you something that just weighs the amount of that that figure would. <laughs> mm. That's something I'd be worried about. I'm like, yeah. I'd have to open and make sure there's a figure <laughs> in here. <laughs> 18 freaking inch. That is insane. Yeah. I mean, that's half my damn yardstick. <laughs> Hot uh, that's like uh, a decent size. It is. <laughs> Whatever, it's still too big and yeah. too expensive. Seriously. <laughs> this is freaking bullshit. I can't think... No, I wouldn't spend $100 even if they made an 18-inch Stay Puffed or an 18-inch Chucky. Yeah, unless they lowered it down to 60 bucks. Yeah. I will only pay th- up to $5 per inch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad you made it. Oh. Shit. I just did the math on that. <laughs> five dollars per inch. So if, if five times eighteen is ninety. So that would just be a, a ten dollar markup from there. I lied, I will only pay three dollars per inch. Good hell. Oh my goodness. I really needed to do the math before I talk. Maybe just, maybe just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, dude, like, honestly, you could... T- t- if you were to cut out the whole us talking about pop figures and just say how much we would pay for, per inch <laughs> is super inappropriate. <laughs> uh, did I just find our new promo? I Probably. <laughs> Oh, I think you definitely just did. Yeah. So, there's nothing new with this uh, this model, like the f- the figure itself. It's no. Just so this enlarged. is honestly, yeah, this is the like the original dancing Groot pop. Yeah. And then below the pot, it says "I am Groot." That's dumb. It is. Just leave the pot blank. Whatever. Not gonna buy it, so why do I care? <laughs> yeah, honestly, would have preferred a uh, volume two, um, a baby group. Yeah, 
That would have worked out a little better. Yeah. But, uh, that still would be way bigger than the freaking actual Groot is. Yeah, because the 10-inch Target exclusive they had for Baby Groot was actually life-size. I felt like that was too big, too. Uh, maybe not. No, yeah, that's about as tall as Baby Groot would be. Okay. Dude. Well, okay. I think one that would honestly kind of work for 18-inch, just to go with the uh, Baby Groot one, Rocket. That would kind of look cool. An 18-inch Rocket cool. with a 10-inch Baby Groot? 18-inch Rocket. I mean, I know that's like completely off-scale, but still, it would look cool. That would be pretty cool. Or if they did like the eight in- or the eighteen inch rocket, and maybe like a six inch baby Groot. Oh, there we go. And then they like, made th- it to those where, proportions like, would be would yeah. match pretty well, and make it possible to put a uh, Groot on his shoulder. Oh, that'd, that'd be cool. Be awesome. Oh, like the uh, the damn yeah that Marvel um, yeah the rocket one. I have yeah yeah like that. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool to have the bigger version of that. Oh, that'd be so cool. I wouldn't pay for it, but, you know, it'd still be cool to see. (laughs) (laughs) I would do some trade work. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Yeah. It's going to take a lot of effort, bud. Yeah. Uh, So that's all we got in Adventures in Hunting. Uh, Moving on to this week's Sneak Peeks. We have two new Disney Plus shows that we're going to talk about in one video game. Uh, so the first Disney Plus show that we're going to talk about is Muppets Now. The Muppets return once again. Yeah. And I wonder if this is going to be like super kiddie. I'm wondering the same thing because I know um, a couple years ago they had a Muppets show on ABC. I can't remember how long it lasted. I don't think it lasted that long. Sadly, the views weren't there. But I don't know. I loved their... Um, like the Muppets movie with uh, Jason Segal and Amy Adams. I loved how they uh, brought back the Muppets. For that, Muppets Most Wanted was kind of just, eh. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be a limited series like The Mandalorian was. Like, I I don't imagine it being, like, a shit ton of episodes. I don't Didn't it say in the trailer, like, a new guest every week? Well, they could release it weekly, like, Mandalorian. Well, I'm just wondering if, like, um, I know, like, the Mandalorian had, what, like, six episodes? Eight. Eight? Okay. Honestly, I feel like with the Muppets, they're going to stretch it out a lot from that for season one. Well... You gotta think that if they're taking any sort of risk on this, like production costs, they need to kind of see how it's doing. Okay. So I could see them making this like a six or eight episode deal, and then maybe seeing how it does and then work from there. I feel if you slap the Muppets name on anything, you're bound to get somewhat of a profit back. Somewhat. I'm like a a profit that's worth it, though, is a different issue entirely. That's why I think they should try and do something more, I'm not going to say adult, but older. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're thinking adult with like the Muppets, you're thinking the Happy Time Murders, and that movie's just garbage. (laughs) No, I'm not thinking like that at all. I'm thinking more, 
maybe make it more for teens. Okay. So maybe have like some jokes in there that are for like an older audience. Not inappropriate or anything. Yeah. Just something that older people would get. More okay. than like young kids. Because I think the Muppets when you were younger was more for pre-teen children. So I think with this you can make it for more teenage. Yeah, that's true. More yeah. yeah, and then just put in enough stuff that, like, even uh, parents would watch yeah. it. Then you could still do, like, the fun songs and everything for, like, the little kids. Like, you could put something in there for everyone. Yeah, they better have the classic Muppets theme introduced this thing. I'll be pissed. Well, they can't technically do that, can they? No. They can't put the original Muppets theme? Yeah, they can. Yeah, but this isn't called the Muppets. This is called Muppets Now, and it's like more interview style, not like story. Okay, it's kind of like they're turning they the Muppets in in, into like right? an interview show. Okay, but like, can they work it in some way? This is basically Disney's late late show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that works. Yeah, have you seen that? Uh, you're not on a. HBO Max. Um, they they have a not so late show with Elmo. Oh goodness! Yeah, I haven't watched it, and I'm not going to until my ruined. until my child inevitably <laughs> discovers it. <laughs> but uh, let's just hope that Iris doesn't discover Elmo's got a gun. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah so that's Muppets now um they're like what kind of guests did they have they had Aubrey Plaza uh looked like Seth Rogen yeah uh, a few other people that I didn't couldn't recognize the off the top of my head yeah I, those were I the think, big ones yeah, that those, stood out to mm, me yeah same but I'm stoked for this just cause I'll watch anything I'll probably give it a watch just to check it out. Um, the next thing we got is a trailer for Hamilton, um, the Broadway play. Yeah, yeah. So that, from what I understand, with this, is that they are putting on Hamilton again, like doing the show. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, so they're doing like... this. This is the Broadway show. This isn't something specifically for Disney. I mean, it is. They're f filming multiple performances of Hamilton. Oh. So this is like the actual Broadway show just being filmed. Okay. And so they're going to put all together like a compilation of all of like the best scenes. Okay. And then turn that into the, the movie. Okay. This is my first introduction to Hamilton. I've never read the, read the play, seen any other version of the show, so... Lin-Manuel Miranda, don't let me down. Yeah. Uh, this might be a good... Have we ever done a musical before? I mean... The Cats. That is a musical. Fair. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should try doing Hamilton. I'm down. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Yeah. See if we, who we can get to chat with, about a, yeah. chat with us about Hamilton. Because I know there's like freaking a ton of diehards. 
I'm trying to think if we have done any other musicals. I think Cats is it. Yeah. I don't count Rocket Man, and I don't no. count Bohemian Rhapsody. No, musicals, I feel, are when it's like a, like a staged musical yeah. number. Do, oh, we haven't done La La Land. I still don't count that as... Well, no, actually, that is a musical, sorry. Well, no. I, didn't well, we do an episode about it? <laughs> I can't remember. No, that. I remember us talking about it, and I was saying it's a... It's barely a musical. That's fair. Actually, I, I think I said it's more in the instrumental than a musical because I don't count the musical bits where they perform it, okay. where it's a performance where the characters are on a stage performing the song for other people. I only count it when they're in a normal situation and singing. And I can only count two instances, though. Then yeah, but one. they keep reusing the same damn song. Yeah, because all I can think of is the the opening. Uh, yep, that was super musical. And then when Emma Stone is at the party with her friends. Yep, or when she's getting ready to go to the party yeah, with her friends. Yeah, yeah, that and. Do we count Lovely Night? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think barely. <laughs> I barely count that okay. because it's. The song itself, like the singing portion, is maybe three minutes long, and then the instrumental is freaking forever. Yeah, I mean, I love that soundtrack, but whenever I'm just like listening to it in the car, I'm like, "Okay, can I get to the next song, please?" <laughs> uh, it's like, "Oh, look, City of Stars again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... yeah, La La Land is a is a barely musical but no we did not do an episode on that uh that'd be a good one though yeah uh, to do sometime like if we're running I'm low down. on ideas <laughs> i still kick myself for when that movie came out okay quick story really quickly about Land. so when it came out on blu-ray they had a target exclusive that had extra bonus con content and an exclusive cover which looked gorgeous and i got that but then Best Buy also had an amazing steelbook, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to double dip on this movie, because I love Wall Land. Steelbook's great. Anyway, so I buy it. I get home, and uh, the package is a little ripped. And for some reason, I wanted to just keep it in the packaging, and, for, and I guess that irked me. So, um, and I think that was like the only copy they had left. So I took it back, returned it, and I... And, I regret it so much. Mistakes. Because that steelbook goes for over 50 bucks now. <laughs> yeah. Stakes were For made. shame, Rose. Yeah. For shame. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, look forward to that episode somewhere down the line. Yeah. Uh, when we break down Hamilton. Um, Moving on, we have a video game trailer that we're going to talk about. And this is more of a story teaser. It was, with, like, little bits of gameplay added in. Not much. Yeah. Not much gameplay. Every... Like, honestly, if you I think blink... it more showed, like, the intro to a level than anything. Yeah, it did. I mean, honestly, if you blinked, you'd miss it. Yeah, but we're, we are talking about Avengers, of course, because we are going to play the shit out of that game once it comes oh, out. yeah. Um, We were going to make episode 150... I think this is 124. Yes. Yeah, we were going to make episode 
150 are a breakdown of Avengers when it was coming out in May or Damn, June. I should already have it in my hands. Yeah. May or June. But it was like early June. Oh. So we should have already had it by now, but they pushed it to September. Yeah, exactly. So that might be our episode 200 breakdown. Um, I think we're going to try and do The Last of Us for 150. So that should be fun. But anyway, uh, getting into this, this kind of shows... So what I was able to gather from the story is that the Avengers were blamed for something. Mm -hmm. For maybe the Inhuman incident. Um, And then the... So, like, were they blamed for literally everything that went wrong after that, uh... After that explosion? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing so. I'm Damn. Thinking, I'm thinking what happened is that that explosion caused the surgence of Inhumans. Okay. Because AIM is hunting down Inhumans, it, it seems, or imprisoning them. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And one of the things that... And they're kind of, it seems like they're blaming the Avengers for it when it didn't, I don't think that that's like necessarily the case, but it kind of shows Kamala Khan and showing off her powers. And it looks like she's getting attacked by these people and she uses her powers and it's so badass. Like this, that's how you do her powers in live action. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's going to be a big issue that disney has with the show yeah making that look good but i mean let's hope if they can succeed with miss marvel when they um when they do decide to do a fantastic four hopefully they can do the same thing with mr fantastic i think mr fantastic's actually easier to do really yeah because kamala's powers are more I mean, we've kind of talked about this. When her arms grow big, it's kind of like her arms will like kind of shrink a little bit. So oh, it's yeah. kind of like it's borderline Stretch Armstrong, where if you were to push all of the gelatinous stuff into his hands and like stretch it out, his hands would be big, but his arms would be kind of tiny. Mister mm-hmm. Fantastic, he can stretch as far as he freaking wants to or whatever and morph his body into different shapes i don't think kamala can morph herself into different shapes Hmm. i don't think i don't i've never seen her do that like the only thing that i've seen her do in the comics is like stretch her legs out really far but Um, when it comes to like combat she mostly likes just stretching her hands out yeah okay makes sense yeah, it's more like just getting a, like a Popeye, <laughs> pating, <laughs> like a, a Popeye punch. Okay, <laughs> where she's got the big forearms and tiny little biceps. Oh, it's her go-to spinach as well. <laughs> uh, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how her powers differ. Like okay. Mister Fantastic can. St- stretch his whole body out and like 
Like you like how he was in the Fantastic Four movie. He can like turn his body into a blanket. I don't think Kamala can do that. Oh, darn. Okay, say what you will about the those Fantastic Four movies, but I actually think uh, uh, the the CGI on Mister Fantastic it actually still doesn't look that bad. It actually holds up. It does compared to the shit that we got with Fan Four Stick. Holy balls! That looked bad from the get go. <laughs> what was? I want to say like the only part I remember him actually stretching is when he just like does like he reaches out his arms and they stretch out. To punch somebody. Wasn't that it? More or less. <laughs> yeah. Like he he morphed his face while he was driving a car. Which, he, oh my gosh, that looks so bad. Oh my god, <laughs> That is one of the worst CGI moments I've ever seen. Yeah, and we're looking at you, Scorpion King. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so that... Uh, when he was jumping over the railing, he kind of stretched his arms out. Like, he stretched his arms to grab it and then, like, threw himself oh, over. Oh, yeah. Um, what else? When he was fighting Dr. Doom, barely. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he didn't use his powers that much. No. And Mr. Fan... Like, that's what I really liked how about him in... The Fantastic Four. He was using his powers to stretch around these different things that he was working on. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. Like, and that's what I imagine with Mr. Fantastic being able to stretch his neck around weird shit. Yeah. And, like, being able to do that kind of stuff. I don't... Yeah, Kamala doesn't do that. Okay. Like, I don't think she's ever stretched just her neck. Like, it's mostly her limbs. Okay. So, arms and legs. Um, Other than that... Yeah, Fanta- Mr. Fantastic needs to be able to stretch as far as he wants to. And morph his body in different shapes. Go flat if he needs to. So I'm sure Camilla's just like, I got robbed. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, but you need to separate their powers. Otherwise, yeah, if you're true. going to introduce everyone into this big MCU, you're going to have two pa- people that have the exact same powers. You Fair, need to yeah, differentiate true. them. That's true. And honestly, I don't even I'm not even upset if Mr. Fantastic looks rubbery through the CGI. He's supposed to. Yeah. Mhm. So makes him so I, cool. I mean, hell, I don't care what they do with Mr. Fantastic. Like they don't even need to make him stretch. Just as long as he seems like he's smart and he's played by John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah. He is he'd be the perfect Reed Richards. Hell yeah. Still on the fence on who would make a decent Invisible Woman, but yeah, I'm hard. still on Emily Blunt's team. <laughs> yeah, I think they would do very well in a Fantastic Four movie. It's going to be really hard casting the thing, though. I feel Johnny Storm's a little easier, the Human Torch. Yeah. but As long thing... as they don't... Okay. If they were to make the thing the same size as Smart Hulk in Endgame, that would be perfect. That would. Honestly, they could just do what they did with Korg. Ooh, yeah. Like that kind of design. Just Bam, there we go. Maybe make his head a, like a little bit more round, yeah. more human looking. And then just paint him orange. Just paint him orange. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'd be cheating if they made him exactly like Korg. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't care for that. Um, 
But yeah, make him the same size as he was in Endgame. Make Hulk come back and make him the size he's supposed to be. (laughs) I will never get over that. I know you won't. I know you won't. Yeah, and do that. That's what you need to do. Make him the size that he is in this damn video game. Yeah, Hulk's freaking huge. Even though Abomination's a little taller, which is bullshit. Oh my gosh, that pisses me off so much. It's supposed to be the same damn height. Yeah, so in this trailer, you get to see a clip of Abomination smashing Hulk up against a wall. And he's freaking giant compared to the Hulk. Yeah. And it's bullshit. They're the same size. Yep. It's it's absolute horseshit. <laughs> Can you get Abomination right once? <laughs> I actually liked how he looks in The Incredible Hulk. And you know, know what we still haven't seen? What? The damn uh, sloth with wings. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So where the he- what what the hell kind of sense does that what make? What was Marvel? our um uh assumption that it was like a uh a sticker on um... <laughs> on Kamal's backpack? Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch the trailer again, see if I can find it somewhere. If it's like an Easter egg, because we still don't get it. Yep. <sighs> um, but it's really cool. Like it shows some scenes where Banner's talking to Iron Man and they're getting kind of worked up. Uh, Thor's in yeah. it too, and like normal clothes which that was weird it's weird but it's kind of cool it is cool and then you got black widow of course but no hawkeye yeah even though hawkeye is going to be a playable character from day one yeah which is we maybe he's just not like super involved in the main story maybe he's more like a side are we on like it'll be really funny is if um after so like he is he um is in, like, the beginning of the game with, like, the whole, uh, that shit goes... What city does that shit go down at the beginning and the Avengers are blamed? It's New York. New York. So, like, say he's part of that, shit goes down, Avengers are to blame. Can you imagine if after that he turned to Ronan? (laughs) And then that's where he's been? That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know, that's... I hope you get that costume. Yeah, right? I yeah. love the Ronin costume. Dude, I want to be able to play as the movie versions. Yeah, right? Like, I want to, like, just 3D model all of the Avengers. Like, okay, keep the freaking, the, the suits. Like, keep the, the actors, like, the actors the way that they are. Just give us the movie accurate suits. Mm-hmm. The, like... Captain America's shield bugs me. Yeah. His star is huge. Yeah. Like, and it, that, it does. It makes the shield look small. Mm-hmm. With how big the damn star is, it makes the shield look small. And I hate it. Yeah. So, give us the the MCU, like, even if it's a DLC, I'll download it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. Just give me the ability to play as the MCU Hulk. Not Banner Hulk. <laughs> Just Hulk. Yeah, I'd be very happy if they uh, gave me the option to have the Age of Ultron Hawkeye costume. Yeah, that would be freaking sick. And, like, I know I, f- I'm a, I feel like a basic bitch saying this, but, you, like, in most of the games that I play, like, the Lego games or Spider-Man, I play as the suits in the movies. Oh, I do too. Like, yeah, we get some like really kick-ass 
suits from the comics and those are like transitioned really well but i always like sam raimi is my go-to spider-man suit really mine play. when it comes to that spider-man game for some reason mine is the far from home suit i love that suit so much that suit's really cool um i don't play as the iron spider that often um i usually switch it up between night monkey and the civil war suit that's fun. I don't know, for some reason I don't think the Iron Spider suit translated that well. It looks good. I don't think it did either. But like I look at the way um the Iron Spider suit looks in that game to where how it looks at least the mask does in Far From Home. Because in Avengers Infinity War, the Iron Spider looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Looks perfect. And Far From Home, I'm sorry. It can at least when he's at the press conference, it looks like shit. It does. Yeah, I hope we get, like, I want to, I mean, the closer to September, I want to get a list of people that we're going to be able to play as. Yeah. Because, obviously, we're going to be able to play as the Avengers. That's kind of a given. I know we're going to get to be able to play as Ant-Man. Yes. I know Wasp, Wasp would be killer. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to be able to play as Hawkeye. Yes. So well, I, I want and Kamala. But yeah, of course. But I want to know who else we get to play as. Like I think this is a game that they could just add DLC after DLC. And what would be super cool to is to get like an X-Men add-on. Ooh, yes. Like you own the rights now. Yeah. You can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no more playing the, maybe I need to ask. Nice. Don't need to ask with Spider-Man, but... Or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting to be game. able to... I'm not expecting Spider-Man. That's like the one person I'm not expecting to ever be able to play as yeah. in this game. It'd be really cool, but I, I doubt it. Considering how popular Insomniac's Spider-Verse is, I don't think so. Yeah, plus with the style game that they're going for, I think it'd be difficult to pull off that's fair but like at least give us some of the x-men give us wolverine give us freaking cyclops oh yeah got storm storm definitely i mean if you could do freaking thor you can do storm yeah um nightcrawler would be freaking oh, kick-ass yes. you gotta have nightcrawler i'd love to have gambit and jean gray jean gray would be really cool i think she... like with wolverine you can kind of take the same motions as Hulk. That's like, I'm, true. I'm trying to think of who would like translate into who really well. So, with like with Cyclops, give Cyclops the same move set as Iron Man. Obviously, not able to fly, but he has the blasters. Yeah, and every like those would be really cool. Um. With Nightcrawler, you could give her the same, give him the same abilities as like, wait, Black Widow, because he has similar fighting techniques. Yeah, Storm, Thor, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wolverine, Hulk, because like they're like that bruiser type fighting where it's just very aggressive. So obviously, you would need to shrink it down, but you could just put claws on and call it a day. Yeah. Um 
Jean Grey would be difficult because I don't think she translates that well into like one or the other. Gambit, Captain America. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, I just want to play as Gambit in a video game. Yeah, or and the Fantastic Four. Oh yes, please. Fantastic Four, Human Torch. You just give the same abilities as Iron Man. I love Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Kamala. Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> just got to add a little extra. But yeah, just right, add a little. Like, it, it wouldn't be that much extra work. You just have to design a model over it. Yeah. Uh, The Thing. Hulk. Hulk yep. Duh. Invisible uh, Woman. Invisible Woman. Maybe an Iron Man again. Yeah. Because hers is more force fields. Force push it, like, pushing things away and... That kind of stuff. That would be so cool. Like, that's the kind of shit I want to see in this game. I want to see them bring in more and more people. Yeah, seriously. I want I want this character roster to... I want to feel with this character roster how I felt w- during the portal scene in Hunter's Endgame. Like, yes. Oh my gosh, there's so yeah, many Even if characters. it's an add-on. Even yeah, if it's an care. add-on. I will pay for the DLCs. Yeah, I will too. It's absolute, it'd be absolutely worth it. Yeah. Like, and then you could throw in, like, the Defenders, too. Yes. Throw in Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage. Punisher would be freaking badass. Um. Yeah, just throw some of those guys in. That would be freaking sick. I'm trying to think of who else you could throw in. Falcon would be oh, really yeah, cool. Falcon. What about She-Hulk? She-Hulk would be fun. Kind of give a a combination of the Hulk yeah. and Black Widow. Yeah. Actually, she's not that type of fighter. More like Iron Man. Oh, Hulk. Okay, yeah. But you could throw in Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther would be killer. What about uh, Captain Marvel? Make her, make him like Iron Man. Yeah. Or make her like Iron Man. Vision would be really cool. Ooh, yeah. If you're doing Inhumans, Black Bolt and Medusa would be freaking sick. Yeah. The entire royal family would be really cool. Okay, come on, Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or who's making this game? What company? Uh, Square Enix. Okay, Square Enix. Come on, step it up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The final reveal of this trailer, um, you get to see Modok, which I think he starts off as a normal human. He does, yeah. But like with a busted face. Yeah, with a giant freaking head. Which I first watch because I didn't watch this like with super good visual because I watched it when my phone was kind of in the sun. Uh, I initially thought it was the leader. I could okay, I could see how you would have. Yeah, I just saw the funky looking head and someone talking in big words. I'm like the leader, (laughs) and then at the end, it's revealed to be Modok, and the way that they've done Modok looks. Freaking cool. Yeah. I feel Modoc's really hard to make work, but they're doing I would love to see them attempt a live action Modoc. Yes. Considering like literally everything the MCU has tried has paid off in spades, I would love to see them try Modoc. Yeah. I okay. I doubt, I highly, highly, highly doubt. That they would ever go for the giant face. Yeah, no. <laughs> the way that I see them do... That I would see them doing Modoc 
is maybe make that a screen instead of okay an actual face even though i would love to see them attempt the giant face i think they could pull it off but i think they could too i it would be weird it would be so weird but i could but, see them making it work but it'd be work. like a good weird that's yeah. the thing it's just once you you need to bring modok in once you're trying to get into a more fantasy world with the MCU. Yes, I completely agree. We're not there yet. No. <laughs> but we could get there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you just need to introduce a few more cosmic things and make it work. <laughs> anyway, uh, Avengers. Probably going to pre-order it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm debating which edition I'm getting. Have they really announced the editions? Yeah, so they have a standard edition and I think a gold edition. This one comes with. So the gold edition comes with uh, a couple DLCs, and yeah, so it's just like it's that and like a season pass. Okay. Um, the standard edition just comes with the game itself. Um, they also have like the ultimate edition. Which, that one just comes with the Gold Edition game, plus a bunch of extra uh, cool stuff that they send you. Oh, cool. So, like, boxes and featurettes and shit. Alright. Uh, one of the... Th- I, I'm considering that, too, because I think it's like 130 bucks, and But it comes with a Captain America... So, the statue of Captain America in the game, Ooh. it comes with that. And it's like 12 inches tall. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, almost really cool. worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh, like that would be so cool. That would be super dope. Yeah, and I think it also comes with early access, and oh, comes with an, an exclusive DLC. The only thing, like, if I could find a way to pay that off slowly, the hundred thirty, I would totally go for that. But the only option it is online right mm. now. Yeah. And I can't throw all that at one time. That's fair. So if I could do like increments of like 20 bucks a month until well, GameStops September. GameStops are open back up. You should go. It says in GameStop you only have to put like $5 down and pay it all yeah. over time. Yeah. Like that's what I would do just to get the that crazy box. Because that would be freaking like, this is the one game that I feel like that would be worth it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing it comes with is an extra costume set, which I'm not a huge fan of because it's more like white suits. Okay, but still. So I'm not like, eh. Like, I'm tempted it. to um, pre-order uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga on Best Buy's website. Because I guess there's going to be a Best Buy exclusive steelbook that comes with it. And it's uh, the steelbook is Han Solo Frozen and Carbonite. Oh, that's I'm dope. Like, that's so freaking cool. I want to pre order just to make sure that I do get a copy. I'm like, shit. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm at a dilemma right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's all we got in this week's sneak peeks. I know we talked about freaking Avengers forever. Yeah. But it's um, Avengers, so... Yeah, of course we're going to. Yeah. 
All right. So with that, let's get into our main event of the evening, which is our All Bros breakdown of Knives Out. Let's do it. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. All right. Well, I think we should definitely start off um, with the one response that we got to our question of the week. <laughs> Um, I posted the question, uh, actually, it's more of a scenario, said, once I can find it, you are found dead under suspicious circumstances, who did it and how? And the only response we got to that uh, was my brother, (laughs) he's at Slick Shoes, all spelled wrong. (laughs) <laughs> um and he just said would it matter you're dead i mean can't say i can argue with him <laughs> i know and that's why he's a freaking asshole um yeah so i responded to him and just told him he didn't need to answer because <laughs> the answer for him would be it would be me and i would beat him with his shoe Honestly, I think you should beat him with your shoe, considering you were at size 14. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> Let's take one of your combat boots and just wham right upside the head. Just beat the ever-living <laughs> shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, so that's all the responses we got. We didn't get anything on Twitter this week, and we did not get anything on Facebook, per usual. Sad tear. Yeah, real sad tears. Um, yeah. Anyway, so getting into the breakdown, uh, if you are new to our breakdown system, uh, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to a final schoolhouse grade. Um, and the categories are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes and then at the very end we give it our own personal grade and then we average everything out and it gives us our final score so with that it is reading with rose time yeah as he reads the synopsis for knives out so if you have not seen the movie spoiler alert heavy spoiler alert if you don't want to it to get spoiled for who did it please turn away now yeah, because watching this movie and knowing who did it sucks. It, yeah, <laughs> as with That's... every murder mystery, it does. Usually, yeah. yeah. All right, so make sure everyone's turned off. Okay, skin <laughs> <laughs> them a little extra time. All right, wealthy crime novelist Harlan Thromby invites his family to his Massachusetts mansion for his 85th birthday party. The next morning, Harlan's housekeeper, Fran, finds him dead with his throat slit. The police believe it was suicide, but an anonymous party pays private eye. Isn't it Benoit Blanc? Huh? Benoit Blanc? I forget how to pronounce his name. Benoit Blanc? Yeah. Okay. So I was right. Benoit Blanc. To investigate. 
Blanc learns that Harlan's relationships with his family were strained. He threatened to expose his son-in-law Richard for cheating on his wife. Harlan's daughter Linda cut off his daughter-in-law Joni's allowance for stealing from him. He fired his son Walt from his publishing company and had an altercation with his grandson his grandson Ransom. That is quite a name for a grandson. Whatever. Unbeknownst to Blanc, after the party, Harlan's nurse Marta Cabrera, Cabrera apparently accidentally administered, administered him an overdose of morphine instead of his usual medication and could not find the antidote, leaving Harlan minutes to live. Knowing that Marta's mother is an undocumented immigrant, Harlan prevented her from calling for help and instead gave her instructions to create a false alibi to save her family from scrutiny. Harlan then slit his own throat. Harlan's elderly mother saw Marta carrying out Harlan's instructions, but mistook her for ransom. Marta cannot lie without vomiting, so she gives true but incomplete answers when Blanc questions her. After agreeing to assist in Blanc's investigation, Marta conceals evidence of her actions as they search the property. Harlan's will is read. To everyone's astonishment, he left everything to Marta. Ransom helps her escape the family's wrath. Ransom coerces Marta into confessing to him and offers his help in exchange for a share of the inheritance. The other thrombies try to persuade Marta to renounce the inheritance, while threatens to expose her mother, even. Uh, Marta receives an anonymous blackmail note with a partial photocopy of Harlan's toxology report. She and Ransom drive to the medical examiner's office, but the building has been destroyed, destroyed by arson. Marta receives an anonymous email proposing a rendezvous with... Rendezvous. A, ron, wow. I, I was way off. Thank Reading you. with Rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, proposing a rendezvous with the blackmailer. Blanc and the police spot Marta and Ransom, and after a brief car chase, Ransom is arrested. Blanc explains that Harlan's mother saw Ransom climbing down from Harlem's room the night he died. Marta goes to the rendezvous and discovers Fran drugged. Marta hesitates, realizing that Fran can link her to the crime, but performs CPR on Fran and calls 911. Marta confesses to Blanc, but Ransom has already informed on her. At the house, Marta finds a copy of the full toxology report hidden in Fran's cannabis stash. <laughs> Blanc reads it and interrupts Marta before she can confess to the family that her error caused Harlan's death. Blanc reveals his deductions. Ransom had learned that Harlan was leaving everything to Marta. He swapped the contents of Harlan's medication vials and stole the antidote so Marta would kill Harlan with a morphine overdose, making her ineligible to claim the inheritance by the Slayer rule. However... Marta actually administered the correct medication, recognizing it by its appearance without reading the label, and therefore is innocent of Harlan's death. After the death was reported a suicide, Ransom anonymously hired Blanc to expose Marta as a murderer. Fran later saw Ransom, Ransom hiding evidence and sent him the blackmail note. Realizing that Marta had unknowingly given Harlan the correct medication but believed herself guilty, Ransom forwarded the note to Marta. He burned down the medical examiner's office to destroy evidence of Marta's innocence. Finally, he overdosed Fran with morphine and emailed her location to Marta, planning to frame Marta for Fran's murder. 
Marta tricks Ransom into confessing by lying that Fran has survived and will implicate him. After he confesses and vows revenge, she vomits on him, revealing that Fran has in fact died. Enraged, he attacks her with what turns out to be a retractable stage knife. Having recorded Ransom's confession, the police arrest him. Blanc reveals to Marta that he realized early on that she played a part in Harlan's death, noting a small spot of blood on one of her shoes. Linda finds a note from Harlan revealing her husband's adultery. As Ransom is taken into custody, Marta watches the thrombes from the balcony of what is now her mansion. Hell yes. Such a great story. Yeah, so this was... I don't think we ever bring up who directed the movie that often. No, um, but it was the man that brought us the best Star Wars movie in the world. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ryan Johnson. And I hate you for The Last Jedi, but I love you for this movie. Yeah, it it really makes me think that The Last Jedi wasn't his fault. Uh, it still is. It, uh, yeah, it definitely is, but... <laughs> It's just like maybe less so. It's just because you got to think maybe he was working off of the story that like he was definitely working off of the story from the f- first one. Yeah. And but for the most part, like, Kathleen Kennedy kind of let him do whatever, whatever he wanted to. Yeah. Well, Kathleen Kennedy doesn't just... make good choices. Hey, what about J.J. Abrams? J.J. Abrams doesn't make good choices either. <laughs> You're an asshole. Like, he, he's going to start a trilogy and not come back for it? Like, come on. No. That was Disney's plan. That wasn't JJ's. It wasn't? No, was they JJ wanted to do it. Have... Oh. Yeah, from, from the get-go, when they hired him for Episode 7, they're like, we're going to have you do Episode 7, have Ryan Johnson do Episode 8, and then Colin Trevor do Episode 9. He's like, okay, cool. But yeah. then everything went south, and they're just like, hey, want to come back for Episode 9? <laughs> Yeah, they need to have him fix <laughs> these episodes. I would I would have loved to see a whole trilogy directed by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. I'm just saying. But anyway, back to Knives Out. Yeah, back to Knives Out. Um, This movie, it's super interesting. Because I, I really like how the, you're not really following the detective. Because in most um movies... Like murder mystery, you're typically following the person solving the murder. Yeah. Um, like with Murder on the Orient Express, you're you're following the detective. And with this, you know what happened. Kind of. You know one aspect of what happened. This is true. Like I thought it was going to be the same thing where it was following Blanc or D- Detective Blanc. And so I thought we were just going to follow him, and it's you find out what he knows as the movie goes along. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do that. No, it didn't. It followed who we thought was, I mean, not really who we thought was guilty. Like, that's the, like the interesting part. It just put a whole different spin on the murder mystery genre. Mm-hmm. If... if you think you know what happened, and it, it just didn't. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, the reveal just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's crazy, because you first think, oh, typical murder mystery, 
This man is found dead in his house under suspicious circumstances. And then you find out the or his in-home nurse was the one that we think killed him. I mean, what I find... Really, I mean, te- technically, he killed himself. Yeah, that's like the most interesting part about this is usually when it comes to murder mysteries, oh, someone else killed him. No, if you really look at it, when it came down to the final moments, he is the one that slit his own throat. But at the same time, he would have died nonetheless. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's it's crazy to think that. Cause yeah, it is. You find out, okay, you know from the get-go, suicide. Yep. And as you go through, it just unlocks the a new level. And it's... It's kind of like the great thing about watching TV shows over again. Like, yeah. you know, like, it just adds, like, a richness to the future shows because you're like, oh, I remember where th- it leads into this, epi- like, this leads into this. And then, like, you can watch it again. Like, when you watch the show again, you know where things are going to go from there. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you great because it's just like oh new level new levels new levels and it was same thing with this it's just new level after new level after new level and you're just like then who actually did it yeah right because <laughs> like because it go, makes you think like i mean beginning obviously murder mystery then it makes you think okay how is she going to hide this because you think she's freaking guilty from the get-go. Yeah. Then you find out all this new information that she didn't really do it, and you're just like, your brain explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. It, it's funny because with the family interviews, I re- like really loved those because you get the interviews after you know what happened. Yeah. That, yeah, that was really. And it, it's funny because, like, while I was watching it, I'm just like, oh, that guy's guilt. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kept thinking that someone was guilty, and then I'm like, wait, suicide, duh. <laughs> like, I almost had to keep reminding myself <laughs> that we knew what was going on. You have anything to <laughs> no. add, or just going to let me keep talking? I'm going to let you keep talking, because you're doing a great job. <laughs> uh, um... But yeah, it just it keeps you guessing, just like what's going on, how she's gonna, like you keep thinking, oh, she's gonna get caught, and she keep she doesn't, and it's awesome. It really is. This, I'm not typically a big fan of murder mysteries. Like I can really, yeah, I can appreciate them. Like I really, okay, I really like Murder on the Orient Express. it's just in the end it's just a typical murder mystery movie true it's just gonna have a twist ending and you're just like whoa wasn't planning on that yeah but with this it wasn't the typical no this one literally just threw that out the window which worked highly in this movie's favor yeah it's it's kind of like a magician like Ryan Johnson is like the magician of storytelling. It's just like, look here, and then it's just 
It disappeared. Dude, I'll fully admit, when, so I sadly was not able to see this in the theaters. I really wish I would have. But honestly, when the credits started rolling, I stood up and I'm like, Ryan Johnson, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, that's what I <laughs> that is word for word exactly what I uh, said after the movie ended. I'm just like, at, like I saw Ryan Johnson's name. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> like this really redeems him from the Last Jedi, or like anything, or anything else bad that he's directed. Like I, I can't wait for a sequel to this. Yeah, especially if it just follows Blanc. Yeah. Oh, like gonna... honestly, he could just keep carrying a series out with uh... Daniel Craig has proven himself to be able to hold a series, right? Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's really he's James Bond, the easy, easily the best James Bond. Yeah, I mean, well, I haven't. Okay, well, I'm haven't not a watched... huge fan of James Bond, so he is my favorite. Yeah, he's per- he's my favorite too. But I mean, that might be a bold statement from someone who hasn't watched yeah, all the movies. I mean, we're talking like. Sean Con, we're forgetting like Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan. I forgot the others. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think everyone else does too. Um, actually, that's not true. Uh, Jason Almy's a really big fan of uh, J James Bond. Shit, he's gonna give us some crap for this. Probably. You're right, bro. Uh, but yeah, like honestly, I th- I'm really sad to see that uh, this will be his last James Bond movie coming up this November. If that still releases in November, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, who knows? That's why we're doing old movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ones we either didn't get to watch when it came into theaters or ones that we didn't get to do an episode on. Or Honestly, this is kind of a blessing in disguise because I love that we're able to do this. To catch up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I know even before it came out, didn't we want to do these Knives Out? Yeah. Yeah. I think we just got slammed with like just a shit ton of other movies. Yeah. But now we're finally getting to it. Hell yeah. Um, so what are we th- what are you thinking for story? It is hella high for me. Uh because like we touched upon, it literally throws the murder mystery um basic storyline out the window and just re not like reinvents it, like it still has qualities of the murder mystery, but it just like flips it on its side and like makes it a- its own, which I loved. So, honestly, for the story, I'd honestly go high as like as a nine. That's that's pretty good. I was maybe I'm I'm in the nineties as well. Okay, maybe not quite as high as you. I'm more like ninety one, just because. So the story it it flowed really really well. It didn't feel like it jumped around. At all, yeah, it yeah, it didn't. Um, it didn't feel janky. It it flowed. It gave you new information that just made the previous parts of the story better. Yes, and honestly, I think even knowing what happens in this does make it better because it keeps your eye open for, like, with the second viewing, it m- makes it like you you pick things up from the beginning where that you would miss the first watch. Yeah. Because I missed a shit ton of stuff my first watch. I did as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the second watch I was able to pick up, like, oh, that w- that kind of was leading towards shit. And then you're able to pick other things up, like the reveal. Um, Like when... Oh, Balls, what's her name? The maid? 
Or the nurse. Shit. Um, Marta? Yeah, Marta. Yeah, so like when Marta's sneaking down uh, the side of the house and you just hear the grandma say, Ransom, is that you? And you, like the first view, I was just thinking, oh, she saw Ransom leave. And so that's why she's saying, Ransom, is that you again? And she's just old and senile. Now, she saw Ransom the first time. Yeah. It's crazy how you pick up on that stuff. The yeah, second it's time. just it's... like, it blows your freaking mind. It does. And it's it's crazy. Who was? Okay, I'm sorry. So I just looked up the cast because, you know, like we're going to be talking about the cast soon. And it says that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in this movie. As who? Detective Hard Rock's voice. Who the hell's Detective Hard Rock? I don't know. What? Yeah. His voice? That pulls up on his IMDb. Okay, well, let's find out who Detective Hard Rock is. Blowing my mind. There's Lieutenant Elliot. Maybe it's a cop you don't see, because I'm not seeing a Detective... Hard Rock. Hmm. It's weird then that he's in the top three uh, cast when you just bring up Knives Out. Yeah, that's weird. Sorry, I'm getting off topic here. Apologize. <laughs> Still Knives Out related. Still not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Our sidetracks don't usually lead to uh, information on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so I'm in, I'm like 91 range, just because it wasn't absolutely perfect. I think the, dis- okay, I, can... I think the, the reveal of what happened, it, it kind of got a little cluttered with, like, it kind of confused me a little bit the first go around. Where I'm like, you know, that's fair. And then I had to piece it together after I was done. Yeah. And it was just the jumping around, like flashbacks and everything that were kind of confusing me. I'm like, wait, what does that have to do with anything? And then I was able to piece it together after I was done. But overall, the story itself flowed really, really well. So do you want to meet in the middle at night? I can do a 93. Okay, perfect. All right, next up we got writing, which this is where the movie kind of excels. It really does. Yeah, there wasn't anything that was wasted. Nope, not at all. Um, I thought it was really smart the way that they, when they were interviewing the family members, how each of them had a different perspective of what happened, of the parties, or of how the, the previous night party went. Like, um... With Jamie Lee Curtis, she was saying, like, oh, I was by his side the entire night. And it shows, like, her flashback of, saying like, singing Happy Birthday. And she's, like, right up next to him. And then Michael Shannon's character, he's just like, oh, I was... It shows their point of view. And I loved that. I did, I did as well. Or, like, what... Is it, like, not their point of view. What their, their rendition of the story. Yes, yeah. And I there think that go. kind of throws you off of everyone's trail a it little does. bit. Where you're just like, what? 
Although I feel um, what, what was her name? Uh, Hannah from uh, that's not her name in the movie. I just isn't it Catherine Langsford? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, she's guilty and everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that face. I don't know why. Whenever I see her yeah, face, I'm like, you're guilty. Up, straight <laughs> you're guilty. up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've I I don't know why I love that so much. Like. <sighs> Yeah, I I don't know why I like that so much. It like the first couple times that they did those flashbacks where the person that or like how the story was kind of changing mm-hmm. or being manipulated or whatever, that it took me a few flashbacks to realize that that's what they were doing. Okay, sir. Like the one where I finally like picked it up was when they when Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Shannon were talking about being right by Thromby's side. Yeah. And I'm like, oh like <laughs> like they have two very different stories. And it's funny because like the detective points out like these people are lying. <laughs> or someone's lying. Yeah. And we don't know who. <laughs> and Yeah, I, I love that absolutely love that just that that choice no i liked it really too i completely agree with you there was um what was it ah oh, shit what's his name from it uh jaden the kid oh yeah, yeah. the uh, the nazi <laughs> oh yeah i forgot that wasn't that kid his, was weird. He was, especially considering wasn't his story was wasn't he saying he was uh in the bathroom and he heard uh the whole conversation between uh Thromby and uh Ransom? Yep. Okay. Yeah, he was a freaking weird kid in this movie. Dude, he was funny. He was. Like I loved like just the little jabs at him. <laughs> <laughs> like he was Michael Shannon's kid in this? Uh, I think so. Was he was he his kid or was he Jamie Lee Curtis's kid? I no, uh Oh, sorry. Ransom no, yeah, was, was Jamie there. Lee Curtis's okay, kid. Okay, so yeah, so he was Michael Shannon's kid. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved how he's like a super repub- Republican super political child. <laughs> And everyone just calls him a freaking Nazi. <laughs> just like, just a tiny, like, just a tiny little jabs yeah. at him were freaking hilarious. Okay, I can't remember now. Then who was uh, Catherine Langsford's Uh She was the daughter of the allowance girl. Oh, um, uh, Tony, Donna? Tony Collette? Yes. In real life, isn't it Tony Collette? Yeah, you need to keep IMDb open. <laughs> yeah, Tony Collette. So she was the daughter to her. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Even after a second time through, so many characters. Eh? There are, and it just <laughs> adds to just the craziness of the Thromby family. Yep. And I love it. I did too. It's awesome. Um, all the interviews were really good. Freaking everything Daniel Craig did was f- perfect. I loved his accent. I did too. It, I at first I thought, mm, okay, I'm gonna hate this, but no, I loved it. Yeah, it, yeah. it grows on you. 
It really does. Um, I mean, that's more of an acting thing from oh, me. Tr- but okay, true. Yeah, it like there wasn't anything that stood out as bad or as unneeded. No, it really. Yeah. Everything flowed together well. It fit in the story. Like you said, the writing was incredible. Yeah. I'm not quite at 100. How close are you, though? I am fairly close. Like, like, where are you at? I'd probably give it, like, the same score I did as the uh, uh, story. I'm gonna go... I can definitely give you a 95 on that. Hell yeah. Alright, next up we got acting. So we are going to be grading uh, Daniel Craig. Yep. Who played Detective Blanc. Mm-hmm. We are going to be grading... What's uh, her Chris, face? Oh. Uh, Anna de Amos, Armas, who played Marta Cabrera. Cabrera. And then we'll be grading uh, Chris Evans, who played Ransom Drysdale. And then what we're going to do, uh, because the uh, considering the rest of the cast is still so incredible, we're going to um, make a fourth category for them and just... Mesh them all up into one score. Yeah. So it we we try like with acting with the acting grade we try to throw in all of the big characters like great like we're not going to dock for side or extras. Yeah. We're always going to try and do it for the main cast. Mm-hmm. But with this. It's the the family was like its own character. It really was. The only person that stood out from the family was Chris Evans. Yeah, and then right, like we so. have uh, Marta and Detective Blanc. Mm-hmm. So those are the four that we're going to be grading. So kind of the the lead, the side character, the detective. And then the family. Yep. Like, we're, we're going to do that as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, first off, uh, I say let's start with the family. Yeah, sounds good to me. Um, So, pull up IMDb so we can read off who is in the family. So, in the family, first off, we got Jamie Lee Curtis. And she plays Linda Drysdale. And then after her... We got uh, Michael Shannon, who played Walt Thrombe. We got Don Johnson, who played uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. I was getting some real Kenny Rogers vibes off of him. <laughs> Dude, every time he was on screen, I'm just like, he looks a lot like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> um, next up, we got Tony Collette, who played Joni Thrombe. Um, we have the detective, uh, Lieutenant, sorry, Lieutenant Elliot, played by Lakeith Stanfield. Let me see him. That dude is such an underrated actor. He is. I remember, um, I totally forgot that he was in Selma and he was fantastic in that movie. Have you seen Selma? I have not. Dude, watch it. It is on my list. Yeah, dude, watch it. It's free right now. Please watch it. It's so good. Okay. I'm sold. It's incredible. I can understand. Like, you will understand why that song, Glory, won at the Oscars. 
Okay. That song is just like honestly, that song almost brings me to tears every single time. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so powerful. Uh, and then we got Christopher Plummer, uh, who played the man himself, Harlan Thromby. Uh, and then leading, uh, finishing off the cast, we have Catherine Langsford, who played Meg Thrombay, and Jaden Martell, who played Jacob Thrombay. Is it Thrombay or Thrombay? Thrombay. Thrombay. Well, I don't know why I'm saying Thrombay. <laughs> Thrombay. Thrombay. Thrombay, sorry. <laughs> so that is the family and the detective. Lieutenant, whatever. Yeah. So, the only one that I felt gave an okay performance... Let me guess. Catherine Langsford. Dude, yeah. <laughs> you want to know how I know that? Because you thought it too? No, because I know you're not the biggest fan of her acting. especially. I like the... her. I thought you didn't. No, I don't like her role in 13 Reasons Why. Oh. Like, that's more my thing against her show okay her as a actress oh. i actually really like her oh okay i, like, I think oh, she's really bad. good but in this it her performance was a little weak it was i mean honestly i actually i know it's like a very serious topic and you know like some people like the way it was handled some people don't but i actually think her acting is very good in 13 reasons why and so well i mean i like, can't I, uh, yeah i can't the I can't watch it because of the glorification. I, I of completely that. understand. And that. It, it's nothing against her. No, no nothing I, against her. I hear she's really good in it. She really is. Yeah, she's it's just something I can't get myself to watch. No, and I, I no, I completely understand. Um, but if I'm like comparing the two, I definitely would say that she is lacking in. Um, performance in this movie but at the same time i feel she wasn't given a lot that's just it though she wasn't given a lot so what she was given wasn't done well fair it wasn't her best she actually did better in the damn avengers Like, I saw her in that, and I'm like, okay. Like, I, I can see why they didn't put this in, but damn, I'm she's actually, good. I'm sorry, I'm going to disagree with you. I actually liked her performance better in this movie than that. I don't, well, know, why, I don't know why, for some reason, that performance felt wooden. Maybe in it's Endgame? Just, yeah. It probably felt wooden because... Maybe it's just like the like, scene felt kind of weird. Yeah, I think that's the issue. The okay. scene felt the scene itself felt weird, because the, the scene itself, I, I understand, felt wooden. Yeah. But her she was she was pretty solid okay because you gotta think she played it exactly how young gamora had to play it that's true okay good point okay yeah so forget you okay i take back (laughs) what i said yeah everyone else though everyone else in the family was pretty good the only i the only other one i didn't really care for was uh was her mom i loved tony collette in this movie did you? Yeah, but I love her in anything. Yeah, I I understand she was supposed to play someone that was kind of annoying, that not everyone in the family liked. Um, and I I get that, and she gets points for that because she played that super well. Yeah. It's just there were some scenes that I'm just like, eh, like 
you kind of hit or miss. I mean, this is definitely not my favorite movie with her in it. My favorite with her, I haven't seen a lot of movies with her, so I'd, I'd go for Krampus. Oh, freaking love Krampus. Yeah, right? <laughs> Iris will know Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the coal. Bell. Right? <laughs> I'm like, well, Krampus is going to throw you in a sack because you are a naughty child. <laughs> no, remember? No, she, uh, Krampus takes from the kid. kid. He leaves the kid. He oh, takes and what it takes love. the family? Yeah, he takes what they love. <laughs> so it's like, so if you wake up Christmas morning and we're not here, you know what happened. Holy shit, dude. She <laughs> would lose her mind. Oh, that's <laughs> how you instill fear into your child on Christmas. It's just like, I'm afraid of monsters. It's like, please, you should be afraid of Krampus. <laughs> Story time. <laughs> It would kill me. Dude, honestly, okay, sorry. One more thing. If you, like, wanted to tell her a whole story time, just literally tell her uh, the whole, like, grandma story and Krampus, but just replace the grandma with you. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, maybe, like, one of your relatives or something. <laughs> there you go. Dude, I want to get a call <laughs> from her school. Being like, so your daughter has been telling everyone about Krampus? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I would I would freaking laugh my ass off, dude. I don't know. I, would... I, I feel like I could go into that office and like have a straight face, have a conversation with like a principal. I don't know if I have that strong of will. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Like it, it just start have the principals just start explaining me everything that Iris was telling her other kids, and just be like, "Well, that wasn't accurate at all." Like <laughs> what I said was this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> freaking off topic again. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So anyway, if you haven't seen Krampus, go watch it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, didn't care for her performance in this. I can understand. At times. At okay. times. Okay. And that's like the issue with a lot of the family. There were just times where I didn't... That I'm just like... Ugh. Like, you've done better. Yeah. Like, the, the standout performances were Jamie Lee and Michael Shannon. Oh, absolutely. Everyone else was a little... Uh, like, Jamie Lee's uh, husband. Uh, discount Kenny Rogers. <laughs> um, I actually really liked him. I didn't. Really? I loved him. I mean, honestly, th- talking about Catherine Langsford, um, leading on to another one, Jaden, I mean, he, re- he really doesn't have that much to do. I mean, he is just like Michael Shannon's kid, but I feel this performance is like nothing compared to his performance's Bill in It Chapter 1. Fair. Because Definitely that's fair. like his, like, he was, he was also given good. a lot more to do. It's just yeah, what he true. was given in this. Like I said with Catherine Langford, it wasn't how much she was given. It was what she did with what she was given. Yeah. And, and if we're him, talking with that, Jaden definitely did more. Yeah. Not much more. Yeah. So, well, I mean, considering that he literally was looking, they had him looking at his phone, like what, like half of the freaking time. Yeah. <laughs> So, which kind of got annoying for some reason. I don't know why, 
but that really bugged me. Yeah, it's uh, it's annoying. Maybe it's just an annoying character trait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of like the whole, uh, if you really want to seem like an asshole, bite into an apple. Yep. Yep. I'm sitting at like an 83 for the family. I can give you that. Yeah? Yeah. I can't. Like, yeah. Where are you at? I was at like an 80, but I could definitely give you an 83. Okay. So we'll go with 83 for the family. Uh, next up, let's go to Chris Evans. You, I can't hate him. Yeah, it's impossible <laughs> to hate Chris Evans. Like, was he an asshole in this? Sure. But he was an <laughs> asshole in Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, but he was a likable asshole in that one. He's always He's, a yeah, likable asshole. <laughs> okay, true. Yeah, but in that movie, he was supposed to be a likable asshole. In this one, yeah, he's a likable asshole. Likable asshole, but you're supposed to hate him. But yeah, so maybe like, he didn't do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just we love Chris Evans so much. Like we really can't hate him. That's the thing. He's like Tom Hanks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he could slap a nun, and be, we'd be like, "What did the nun do?" <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Dude, honestly, the fat, <laughs> the ending when um he like goes to stab uh Marta and like it turns out to be a tr- retractable knife. His his reaction is just the best. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Just like he kind of like squeaked it a couple yeah, times. Like, well, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he say, "Well, shit"? I think he did. <laughs> Yeah, I think if I'm remembering right, uh, when he said that, Braille, because we watched this in theaters, Braille leaned over to me and be- was like, "Language." <laughs> <laughs> That's too perfect. <laughs> uh, damn, I don't know what to do with him because he was supposed to play someone not likable, and I l- kind of liked him. <laughs> um. So, like, should we give him, like, in the 80s or the 90s? I'm definitely thinking higher than the rest of the family. Okay. Not much, though. I'm, like... Like, 86? I was thinking 85, but I can definitely give him 86. Let's give him 86. We'll give him that one Captain America point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That one extra point for America's ass. <laughs> yep. All right. So we're giving him an 85 plus one for America's ass. <laughs> uh, I had to right. put that joke in somewhere. Okay. Next up, we got. Should Let's we do, do Daniel, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah, because yeah. I forgot the other part his name. Uh, so Detective Blanc, played by Daniel Craig. Uh, he was damn near perfect. He was. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that I dislike Daniel Craig in. He's just such a great actor. He is. He's super good. I mean, I'm not a, the biggest James Bond fan. I'm but not I love J- Daniel Craig. Yeah. Like, Skyfall was the first James Bond movie I ever saw, and I love it to this day. I still haven't seen what came after Skyfall. Who knows? Quantum Solace? No, that was before. Uh, was Casino Skyfall... Royale? No, that was before. Was Skyfall the last one? It was Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and, and then, then Skyfall. Skyfall. 
There wasn't another one after Skyfall? Isn't the after Skyfall the No Time to Die? No. Hasn't he only been in four James Bond movies? I, I, I don't. Anyway, I really like him as an actor. Um, I really like him in Logan Lucky. Spectre! Spectre. That's what it was. I said that a little too loud. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Sorry. <laughs> um... Yeah, so he was really good in Logan Lucky. He kind of played a similar character. I still have not seen that movie. It's good. To. Adam Driver's in it. And isn't Channing Tatum as and well? And Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's eh. Adam Driver and Daniel Craig make the movie. Adam Driver doesn't get enough love, I feel. He's a really good actor. Yeah, he plays a dude with no arm. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that on the poster. Dude, it's freaking hilarious because they have this thing. So, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen Logan Lucky. Well, great. Um, now I'm getting the movie spoiled. Thanks, bro. No, it's just this one just freaking part where they're they have like this vacuum while they're like they're sucking up all this money. Yeah. And Adam Driver like gets in the way of it and it like sucks his fake arm. <laughs> <laughs> and he just like stops and he like looks over he like looks down at his arm, looks up at Channing Tatum, and he's like our appropriate response yeah it's freaking hilarious i love that okay great movie highly recommend okay i'm gonna have to check it out um but daniel craig his accent okay i will admit his accent could have been better but it could have it's a it's the type of bad that grows on you exactly (laughs) it's kind i look at it as like um elizabeth olsen's and um Oh my goodness! Who played Quicksilver? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yep. I look at it as their Russian accents. They grow on Fair. you. They're bad. I'm. But they I'm grow glad on that you. they're kind of like cycling that out. Trying yeah. to. Trying yeah. to. Uh, but I agree. It's. Uh, I think he did a better job than they did yes. with the rush. With his. Uh, I don't even know what you call that. New Orleans. No, I don't know. Sure, let's go with the What's it? Cajun? Yeah, Cajun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So he did really good with that kind of accent. It was it was almost so bad it was good. It, yeah, exactly. So I I can forgive him for that. But kind of. <laughs> so, so I I would still put uh, He's higher than Chris Evans. He may be the highest for me. Like a ninety, yeah, maybe an eighty-nine. Okay, I can give you eighty-nine. All right, and then last up, we got Marta, who was played by Anna de Armas. She was good. She was really good. Is this her? For, what else has she been in? Yeah, I feel like she's been in a couple other things. Uh, oh, she, she's gonna be in the next James Bond movie with. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's funny. Uh, she was also in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, haven't seen that. Uh, but I haven't seen the original Blade Runner either. She was in War Dogs. I still haven't seen that yet. That was a pretty good movie. I I really want to see it. I mean, it's Miles Teller and Jonah Hill. I mean, yeah. Put any of those guys in a movie together, and all. Well, yeah, or- I don't know who she played though. Uh, I, f- I feel like she might have played a girlfriend or a significant other. If it wants to be. She played Iz. Okay, I, I, that that means nothing to me. 
Uh, but that's really all I'm seeing on her. Yeah. Um, she was good. The only, it was more her interactions with Detective Blanc that were just a little janky. They were. I feel all of her interactions with, um, oh my gosh, what's like the big, big dog? Like the old guy? Like the rich. Trembly? Yeah, Trembly. All of her interactions with him were great. Like, the way that um, they worked out a plan together, um, and just, you know, like, honestly, like, the emotion that you saw through her acting when she realized that she, or she thought she killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that's when her acting shines, but I definitely agree when it came to interactions with her and Daniel Craig, that's when it kind of does take a little bit of a nosedive. Yeah, not not well, super not, sorry, often because she yeah. is supposed to be like play nervous or play dumb, and, and she, for that she does do well. Yeah, I think maybe it's when she throws up that I I have issue. Yeah, I feel that was kind of like a little too much. Yeah, I thought that like the first time that that happened was freaking hilarious. That, yeah, that was funny, and the way Daniel Craig was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like I thought I thought that everyone was ex- exaggerating. <laughs> Um, kind of going back to Daniel Craig, he gave me some real Foghorn Leghorn vibes, right? <laughs> Seriously though, he should play him like especially right, like voice him in a live action or like Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, Space Jam two. Yeah. Um, was he in the first Space Jam? Daniel Craig? No. Or uh, Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah, wasn't he in the casino scene? I don't know that I haven't seen Space Jam. I I think oh, I do. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah, I can't remember. No, he was not in that. I okay. have seen that. Okay, unfortunately. Not <laughs> awful. It's not good either. Yeah, it's not. The only good parts of that are Daffy and Bugs <laughs> together. That's literally it. Yeah. Um. I really. Like, the one thing that stands out that made me, that just scream Foghorn Leghorn was the very end when he's just like, when he says, you are a good nurse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was half expecting him, I say, I say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I would have been laughing my ass off if Ryan Johnson just added that as a joke. Yeah. Like, my... <laughs> I feel like I do a good Foghorn Langhorn when I'm not trying. I mean, that actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, like, I do a killer Foghorn Leghorn when okay. I'm not trying. Like, if, because I do Foghorn Leghorn, like, not, like, super frequently. Yeah. But I do it enough where I, it's, like, when I'm not even thinking about it. You'd be surprised how often I do Herbert. A little too much. <laughs> uh yeah, I need to get better at doing Foghorn, and then we're going to do one episode as Foghorn Leghorn and Herbert the Pervert. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm so down. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, anyway, getting back to... What's her name? Shit. <laughs> Marta. Yeah, Anna something. Yeah, Anna. So getting back to her. Little janky on the interactions with Detective Blanc. 
but overall she did do really well she really did the strong emotions were really good mm-hmm. absolutely um it was just the the crazy ass interactions that mm-hmm. she had issues with or trying to hide stuff yeah. and yeah so i'm with her i'm a little bit below daniel craig like maybe an 88 okay i can give you that yeah i think she is pretty decently above chris, uh, evans. chris evans yeah okay so averaging that out that comes to 86.5 all right next up we got character development which murder mystery is a little difficult that is very difficult it's kind of the same issue we have with horror yeah no who the grade i don't know either maybe marta because yeah, well she did have some like she was able to grow as a person became a little bit more confident in herself that's true i mean she could have honestly just done what the family asked and signed her uh rights to the yeah. will over it's i love the interaction she had with michael shannon yeah in, in her awesome. thing where she's where he's trying to basically scare her into signing everything to the family. And she, like, kind of pauses and realizes, like, y- you mean my resources. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that was, like, the stepping stone for, like, the final, the amazing final scene where she comes out in, like, a little blanket with a coffee mug. That just says my house, my rules. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you're a freaking boss, right? So perfect. <laughs> oh, so freaking good. Uh, um, yeah, I freaking love that. So, like, I think she made a pretty decent arc. Yeah, she did. Not like, thinking of it. Yeah, like she with. What was it? Harland, or yeah, Harlem. Yeah, isn't or is it Harlem? I think it might have been Harlem. Um, but anyway, with Trembley, she was pretty confident in herself. Uh, kind of able to backtalk him a little bit. Harland, yeah, Harlan, Harlan, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she was able to kind of. I mean, she didn't really need to stick up for herself with him. No, like she was assertive with him and kind of able to express herself and enjoy it's with the rest of the family that she wasn't able to that she kind of let people talk about her and where she's from Mm -hmm. like did you notice that every single time that they brought up like where she's from it was somewhere different yeah right (laughs) it's like what the hell yeah like every time they're just like yeah puerto rico and i'm like Wait, didn't Wait, they just say Mexico? Yeah. And then it was like somewhere like Argentina. I'm like, what the hell? Get your facts straight, people. <laughs> yeah, it Ugh. was freaking Jamie Lee Curtis's husband, too. I'm like, yeah. you freaking racist? <laughs> <laughs> Not all brown people are from wherever the hell you just said. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but how she was able to go from that to just kind of standing and being the dominant one 
of the so family awesome. was so perfect. Just the fact that they're just like all looking up at her at, while she's at the top of the balcony was just so great. Yeah. I love that scene. Yeah. It was a pretty solid arc, and you kind of see how she gets there too. Yeah, like, you do. Not you, thinking you of get it. those step by step, and I don't know about you. I'm at like maybe eighty nine, ninety. Let's do ninety. Yeah, let's do 90. Perfect. All right, next up we got effects, which there was a few. Yeah, there was. I mean, the whole knife slit. slit. That looked really good. Really mm-hmm. good use of practical effects. Yeah, really good. Um, Not much else other than that, other than like the stunt work I'm assuming they did when she was climbing up the side of the building. I mean, if we're talking... um. Can we talk, like, props a little bit in this? We can talk props. Uh, that whole, like, knife thing, that whole knife display, that was, a, that looks so cool. That was really cool. I can understand yeah, that why was... that was a huge staple of this movie. Yeah, practical effects were really good in this, especially with Harlan. Yeah. Um, Not anything super crazy, though. No, uh-uh. I'm trying to... Th- Like, the house looked really good. I know that the they basically just went into a house and recorded everything. The only a room that wasn't part of the actual house that was, like, a set was the uh, the room with the knife wall. Oh. I did not know that. I need to watch the special features. Yeah. But pretty good. Not anything special or crazy. No, um, but still pretty good for what they did. Yeah, props were were okay. Like you said, the knife wall was, was or the knife display was really cool. Other than that, not a whole lot to say about that. So I'm thinking like maybe eighty. I can give you eighty. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard to grade for something that's just average. Yeah, because really. it's just. Well, honestly, like it's. It's hard to grade for effects when the movie effects. Yeah, I mean, we gave, like, with average movies, or where we gave an average score for effects, um, it was, like, The Lovebirds. Okay. Uh, we also did average effects for Little Women and Parasite. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's fair. That, yeah, that is. All right, next up we got Music. So good. Really, really Damn. good. Perfect 10, though? I'd go 9. That's about where I'm it, sitting, too. It was close. It was damn near close. Yeah. Yeah, that... Everything worked really well with the story. Oh, it really did. I really don't... But yeah, not much else to say about yeah, it. It was, a no damn, it was damn near flawless, but not quite. Yes. All right, next up we got costumes. In my opinion, these were perfect. Like, I honestly want to give these a 10. A 10? I don't know. First, I loved the costumes in this movie. Especially Jamie Lee Curtis's. Like, work it, girl. Dude, the last 10 we gave was for Little Women. Okay, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> and then the last 10 before that was for Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Maybe a nine. And Rocket Man. <laughs> okay, maybe nine? I I can see a nine. Okay. Like, 
okay with i really did like their costumes mm-hmm. um i liked how it didn't really set an era for them like everyone was kind of dressed like different era i feel like Catherine langford was dressed a little bit more modern where walt was dressed a little more old style and the same with Jamie Lee Curtis. She was a little bit of both. Yeah, those, like, I don't know what they were called, but whatever, like, shirt and pants she wore, like, that was something. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I can definitely see a nine. Okay. Alright, now for our own personal grade. I'll let you go first. So, overall, Fantastic Murder Mystery... I loved everything that Ryan Johnson did with it. Um, the way that he uh, changed the game for Murder Mysteries was incredible. And the cast was amazing. Just overall, really, really good movie. Uh, I am going to go a 90. 90? Yeah. I might have to agree with you there. I thought the cast was really well put together. They worked off of each other really well the story flowed amazingly yes it did um it gave kind of new life to murder mystery as a whole it did and i hope that it can continue to prosper from here yeah i hope knives out 2 is just as good as this one mm-hmm. or whatever he decides to do for the second one um but if he, if it's even half of what this is, it's going to be a great film. It really is, absolutely. Um. So yeah, I, I'm sitting about a ninety as well. Ooh. So obviously that averages out to a ninety. <laughs> uh. So that brings our final All Bros grade for Knives Out to a B plus. Not too shabby. Yeah, so it is sitting at an 89.3%. Okay. Uh, which puts it uh, one point above the Invisible Man. Fair. Uh, puts it a little bit ab- above the Lovebirds. Okay. As well as Parasite. It's about on the same level as Frozen 2. I can agree with that. Yeah. Um it's a little bit below Rocket Man. Fair. It's like one point. So these are all B plus movies that I'm listing off for those of you that don't know. I'm just this is just going off percentage. Um It's a little what was eighty nine? It's on the same level as Spider Man Far From Home. Alright. Uh, let's see. Uh, a little bit, uh, two points above Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to do this on my phone. <laughs> it's one point above the Unicorn Store, and it is above the first two How to Train Your Dragons. Okay. Above Captain Marvel and above Lego Movie Two. There, I agree with all these. Still, this is one that we need to 
mess with a little bit. Uh, Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, if we need a, we need a tweak. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think a really fun episode would be for, like, to do just a quick rundown of, like, movies. Like, a quick grading of Dude, we certain should. movies. I'm down. Like a, just a mini breakdown. Yeah. Run through. Uh, it's on the same level as Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn. But War. War is a little is actually uh a whole letter above. Oh shit! So it's War is sitting at an A minus. Okay. Uh, Dawn and Rise are sitting at a B plus, and that is all of our B plus movies. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, but yeah, great film. It, absolutely great film. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Even though you probably don't need to after listening to this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we warned you. We did. <laughs> so, Several times. Yeah, so it's it's it would be your fault. <laughs> but it is on Prime Video, so if you still want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so, with that, uh-oh, what did you do? I didn't do anything. did everything. I didn't delete anything. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, it's just the normal thing that I say is, isn't up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you think by now we should have it memorized, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Okay, here it is. Uh, (laughs) if you liked this episode and want to hear more of our stuff uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts Uh, we are on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher iHeartRadio, radio public radio.com spotify and more you can also catch all of our episodes on youtube as well as some bonus videos that we make uh Follow us on social media. Uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash theallbros. Twitter and Instagram at theallbros. Uh, hit us up with some episode ideas, answers to our question of the week. Uh, or if you want to join us, uh, hit us up. We would l- gladly have anyone on. You can also email us at theallbroschannel at gmail.com. Uh, honestly, to say anything, whatever mm-hmm. the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, go check out our website, which is tinyurl.com slash theallbros, where you can find a link to our merch store on TeePublic. Um, or you can go straight to TeePublic at tpublic.com slash user slash theallbros channel. Uh, there should be new designs up as of today. Hell yeah. So the, way, the day that this gets released, uh, there should be a decent amount of new uh, designs up uh as well as a new design for knives out i don't know what that's going to be <laughs> but i hope it's cool <laughs> fingers crossed yeah uh so next week uh we're gonna leave open for now see if we can get some recommendations see if we can find someone to join us and all that fun stuff so We're just going to leave that one open for next week. 
But until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. We'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. Wish people could see my wave, too. (laughs) I know. It just kind of adds to it. It It does. It kind of reminds me of the uh, South Park, uh, Mr. Hanky. Yes. But he's like, howdy ho. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just that little wave. I hope everyone, like, imagines that little wave. I'm hoping so, too, because really helps make this ending just that much better. (laughs) We'll record an episode this, like, sometime. Yeah.